It is written, the meek shall inherit the earth, but not on my watch. I am King Osiris. I wasn't born to be a king, but America needed something democracy could no longer give her. And so, like a chess master, I made my moves with anticipation and bravado. This is not just my story, nor simply about my rise to power. This is a story about our world and the monsters that control governments. What happens when the monsters cannot control me? The rise of King Osiris. Listen on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Visit theriseofkingosilus.com. Cloud. The Clam Cloud. My name is Ichabod Crane. Name's MacGyver. Colonel Jack O'Neill, SG-1. I am Batman! Hello, I'm the Doctor. So there's this man, he has a time machine. Up and down history he goes, zip, 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 getting into scrapes. For years, and maybe more than that, right, Mac? But, but how long has it been? Has it been six, seven years ago? Are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? Hey, now wait a minute. Now wait just a minute. Human beings were not meant to sit in little cubicles staring at computer screens all day. I've got something for you. Oh, uh, merci, Sonora. Just one more thing, sir. Oh, boy. Just like that. Bing, bang, boom. At this point, I'd settle for the boom. They'd love it here, don't you think? This is what I'm saying. And by the way, where is your podcast? Tell everybody that's here. Welcome to the Never Gets Old podcast. The podcast of all we love in TV, movies, music, and comics. With your hosts, Mac Jackson and Nathan Shell. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Facebook, and YouTube. Donations at paypal.com at Mac. W. Jackson at Comcast.net. Listen to my chapin songs. DJ saying that they're too long. His guitar may be silenced, but his soul goes on and on. Gone again, alone again. His stories were like us, a beginning. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the Never Gets Old podcast, the podcast of all you love in TV, movies, music, and comics. I'm your host, Mac Jackson. And I'm Nathan Shell. <laughs> and it's been a while. Uh, oh, because... quite a while. I looked at the, uh, the dates of one of the last time we did this, and we're like, oh, God, we're, we're way behind. We're way behind. But here's why. I, we wanted to do this a whole lot sooner. But 
if you've listened to any episode in the past, you know we get hit with some goofy, unforeseen computer problem. Some kind of weird glitch or yeah. adversity and, that we have to overcome. And I'll tell you, I thought of this. In my frustration from our last chat of trying to just hear each other and then get it recorded... Mm-hmm. I thought about it afterwards, and at no point did I think, you know what? I'm done. I don't want to do this. Like, I love podcasting. Oh, yeah. I mean, I never had the thought of, you know what? F this. It's not worth our time or anything. It's like, okay, there's got to be a reason or a way around this problem that we're having. And it wasn't the, I didn't like you, I didn't have the mentality of I just want to walk away. It's like, okay, I have to take a step back for today or... Mm -hmm. You know, for a day or two, it's, you know, it's a temporary issue, you know. And it's that, that whole, this will not beat me. I, oh, I yeah. Well, that, this you know, out. you and I are both equally stubborn in that regard. It's like, all right, what the frig is going on here? Yeah. But it, I mention it because so many people do walk away. And it's not because of necessarily computer problems, but they just lose, I don't know, interest, lose the spark. Um, I think of our um, friends at the Mad About You podcast, who I love and adore and have been on a previous episode here. Um, they I, quit for the moment. Yeah, well, I think part of it is they get, I mean, I think this happens with anything, really. You get burnt out. I guess. And, I mean, I've had that with a lot of things, like even with costuming or cosplay, you know. There are times throughout, like, there, are, there were some conventions there for a while. It's like, you know what? I just, I can't. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have the mental fortitude to throw that costume on or mm-hmm. deal with that or whatever. And it's not because I don't love cosplay. I mean, I do. I mean, Christ, I have a, a secondary profile, which right. I'm on there more so than my normal profile just because it's a little bit more fun. It's a little bit more engaging because I'm more selective of the people that I allow on that page mm-hmm. and not my family or my regular one. My regular one, I almost accept anybody and everybody. Sure. Which can lead to some issues sometimes because back when I had everything on one profile, I remember I had gotten into a little bit of a quasi-heated argument with somebody that was basically just being an ignorant bigot. Hmm. And I was like, you know what? All right, maybe it's time I, I separate the two. I was you know? wondering why you came up with another profile. Yeah. And part of it was, you know, I wanted to... Because I know not everybody wanted to see the, the hobby type stuff. I mean, every now and then I still pop pop on the sure. regular profile and post, like, hobby type stuff. Mostly, like, stuff around the house. Although, a lot of times I'll cross-post po- cross that stuff. Sure. But yeah, I mean, it, it was because, you know, somebody was just being an ignorant bigot, and I'm like, all right, well, one, I don't need you in my life anymore, goodbye. Because mm-hmm. that's one thing I've learned, as you get older, sometimes you have to be intolerant towards those that are intolerant towards you. you <laughs> that's know? right, well said. And it's, it's it's heartbreaking, because as, as you're when you're young, you think everybody's accepting of everything and anything. And then you realize, that's eh, not unfortunately no, the truth. Yeah, hey, try being me, trying to teach that to my kids, and, you know, to ha- help them fight against what yeah. the rest of the world is telling them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, well, it's funny, I, it brings me back to a, a lesson that I learned from uh, Growing Pains. 
hmm. where uh, I can't think of the kids' names anymore in that, but it There's was the Michael youngest. Michael and Ben. It yeah, was Ben. The little boy. It, it was Ben. He was like fascinated by this artist, this musician. I think the artist was played by uh, Brad Pitt. Okay. One of his rare TV appearances back when he was early on acting. Sure. And he was just, you know, he was supposed to be this cool, hip rock star or whatever. And uh, Ben Seaver went to go get his autograph after a show or whatever. And the guy was just a total D-bag towards him. <laughs> Rude and just nasty. And uh, his dad found him in his room trashing all the memorabilia that he had. And he... I'm paraphrasing here. He sure, said, sure. you know, you can appreciate someone's art, someone's work, and still not like them as an individual. Hmm. And that just stuck with me for quite some time. Because, I mean, I know there's some celebrities that I've encountered that, you know, on a one-on-one -on -one level, they're okay. But then when you have that, you know, the mass stage that they get with Twitter and stuff like that, you find out that, you know, some of them should just keep not, certain yeah. personal beliefs to themselves. Right. I mean, I'm not going to divulge names and stuff like no, that. No, no, no. I don't want to I don't want to spark our conversations into getting heated right off the bat. <laughs> right. But um it just something like that was one of those life lessons that resonated with me for so long and it's like and it's funny like I can differentiate the characters that some people play compared to the person behind them. Sure. And my wife is astounded by that because for her it's hard to do that. Mm. because she identifies a lot of these characters so closely to that. That's like, you know, you and I resonate so much with Richard Dean Anderson, not only just as an actor, characters that he's portrayed, but as a human being. Right. Because he's very humanitarian, very just genuinely a lovable person. And we're lucky that way. Let me tell you, just this prove your point. Um we're lucky that way because Richard Dean Anderson is very much his characters. Oh, Unlike yeah. Like when I was a little boy, and I, I think I've told you this, Henry Winkler. Well, I love mm -hmm. the Fonz. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, six years old and younger, the yeah. Fonz. And then I see a thing of Henry Winkler being himself, and I go, oh. And I remember that shattered my world. Not to say that he wasn't wonderful, but to watch the stark contrast to here's, his here's own the Fonz, you know, yeah. he's in charge, he's the man, and then here's soft-spoken Henry Winkler, who's oh, yeah, he's talk like this, and, you know, very unassuming, and then you see the Fonz, and I thought, oh, I wow, I don't like, and at the, I mean, this is the way I thought of it, I don't like the betrayal of what I'm feeling and ever since then, and it was because of that, I thought, okay, before I invest time in an actor or even the character, I very quickly want to see where that line is. So that way, one, I'm not tricked, mm -hmm. and two, I can do exactly what you're talking about, where you can separate them. Separate them. But I'm a kid. I, oh, you yeah. know, you, you, I wasn't emotionally prepared Prepare for that. Me. Oh, yeah. And then, so now MacGyver well, now, comes around, and okay, I think, good. this guy, I love this guy, but clearly he cannot be this way in real... Oh, wait, he is exactly the same person. Yeah. Okay. yeah the, only the only difference is, you know, whereas 
MacGyver is handy with, you know, coming up with solutions on the fly to, like, mm -hmm. mechanical issues and stuff like that. Rich Dean Anderson's knowledge is not necessarily of that same caliber. And remember, but, he downplays very much like Jack O'Neill. He'll downplay his own intelligence for oh, yeah. comedic effect and also to avoid... Um, well, it's to keep the character humble, too. Keep the character humble, but... Think about it from his point of view. If you, you could probably see this on YouTube. He was on um, Arsenio Hall, and he would get this all the time, which is very unique for him or his type of persona where a guy in New York City goes, Hey, you MacGyver? He goes, Yeah. He goes, Do something. So, you know, now you're a circus clown. Or a monkey with oh, yeah. a lot of have encountered that. Let's, um, like you Misha know. Collins, his actual voice is not anything remotely like Castiel from Supernatural. Who's, and, which is a show I'm only still on the first season, The Family okay. and I. He gets, he gets introduced in the fourth season. And I know. The character, I mean, is phenomenal. I mean, he, the character has shown immense growth in the 10 plus seasons that he's been on. 15, but, um, right? The actor, you know, he'd actually said in an inter or during a Q&A panel at a convention, he goes, you know, I often get asked a lot, you know, do the cast voice, do the cast voice. And he goes, I won't. And it's mostly because I'm not a trained monkey. <laughs> you know, if, you know, the crowd's decent and, you know, I'm, I'm having fun with them and everything, I might, you know, and then he'll, he slipped into the voice briefly, do the voice just to, you know, sure. because I'm having fun. He goes, but that's my commodity i can choose when when to do that and everything right and he you know i i actually told him when i got my photo with him i said you know that's that's admirable that you know you know your own value a lot of people they're on all the time and you know they don't realize that sometimes for their own mental health they need to take a step back right but um yeah so that's just it's interesting to to be able to differentiate those two now here's a question have you had the chance to meet uh the Fonz. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I thought so. I, I thought, thought I, I told you the story about. because he came to town to uh, promote his book. He he has a series of books which now Mikey has, and he's oh, cool. enjoying Frank uh, Hank Ziffer, and okay. it's about a boy with a learning disability, much like Henry Winkler did, and about how you know it doesn't. Uh, define you and it doesn't stop you. You just have to work a little harder. So mm -hmm. that's the idea. Well, he came to town and was at the Cultural Center, which was where uh, we ended up performing a few years ago, Harmony Constant. And apparently we're invited back in August. Okay. Yeah, I remember you'd, you'd asked me about a, 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 logo. Re -logo, a re logoing. Yeah, I'll bug so. you again. Don't worry. Uh, but um, I would expect nothing less. But. Right. Um, but anyway, he was there, so he was doing a Q and A, and he's wonderful and charming and sweet. And how do you not love Henry Winkler? And I went up to ask him a question about. He goes, "Wait, what's your name?" I said, "Mac, Mac Jackson." Mac Jackson. He goes, "Me and Mac Jackson." He puts his fingers together like we're so close, you know. This is my friend right here, Mac Jackson, and. You know, people are applauding and laughing. It was very sweet. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, it, he, it, it, out of anybody that asked the question, I really thought, well, that was, he really went out of his way for me to, like, be silly. Yeah. Um, 
and so I asked him, you know, tell, can you tell the story of how you picked um, Richard Dean Anderson for the role of MacGyver? So he did. And then afterwards, we got to meet him out in the hall. He was signing books and taking pictures. And we got a picture with him. And I got to tell him, I want to thank you for three things. Uh, one, for being my first idol as the Fonz. Two, for giving me my next idol in MacGyver. And three, for being better in real life than the Fonz could ever be. And he was like, wow. Yeah, he just... He, went back very much like Richard Dean Anderson did when I told him the things I told him he mm -hmm. just wow like hand over hand you know holding my hand with both of his just took a moment looked me in the eye and said I I don't know how to respond other than to say wow and thank you said, you're welcome that's that's all I needed you know yeah and you know Henry Winkler I mean when I saw him the first time at a convention I was blown away he was running late, and like as he comes in, he's going down the line, thanking everybody for being so patient, thanking mm -hmm. them for waiting, like and like shaking every single person's hand. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? I've never seen a celebrity do this. And then he sits down and he's like going right to town, autographing things for people. Mm -hmm. And his handler's like, would you give me your, give me the hand? Get, trying to take his coat off, you know. He didn't even get his coat off, and he wanted to get right to it and everything, and. He's one he just, of those guys that you can believe what you see and yeah. just love, 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 love him. And he just he plays some really quirky characters as he's gotten older too. Oh like, yeah. Um, he he his humor is his individual humor has really come out. Yeah. Like remember the, uh, for years when he was producing MacGyver, mm -hmm. he didn't act. He was done. After Oh yeah, he had he had taken a step behind the scenes. After the Fonz, I thought, Oh, we're never gonna see him act again. And it I wasn't think it was until in one or two like where well, did your movies or whatever but his first time back on screen was on a macgyver uh, harry's will people mm -hmm. they made such a big stink on the news and everything about henry winkler's back on the screen in a cameo and then after that he did a couple sitcoms um monty was one and a couple others but yeah now he's just like yeah I think I'm just going to do quirky, odd characters. Odd Good yeah. for him. Yeah, because there was a uh, a series called uh, Parks and Rec that oh yeah Jess and I, that Jess and I have watched a couple times now. Sure. And he plays a, a uh, like a pediatric doctor mm -hmm. on there, and it's in the I want to say last three or four seasons he shows up, and his character is. It's kind of lovable, but at spots you're supposed to kind of hate him because mm -hmm. of something his character is doing to another another character on the show. Right. But it's just like you also can't help but love him because it's Henry. Because well, he's on that show now on um, oh about the hitman who's trying to be an actor, and Henry Winkler plays his acting coach. And I watched a couple minutes of it. Okay. And unfortunately, it's a little too crass for my taste. For your taste, yeah. Yeah, I did, I, yeah okay, people are saying it's hilarious. And it, it has funny moments, but again, it has that, man, we're going to say bad words. <laughs> I just, well, yeah, I think part I of that is mass, con you know, for the mass... Consumption? Mass consumption, I hate to say it. You know, you've got a have the broadest scope 
to you know get the most appeal. And unfortunately, crassness. I mean, Christ, it's the look lowest at, common denominator. Yeah. Look at look at the Simpsons. That's been on on the air almost as long as I've been alive. Well, actually, no, not quite that long. But <laughs> I was gonna say. it's it's in its what thirty second season or something like that. It's Probably. it's in the low thirties, and that I mean, even the early stuff was crass. But I mean, the first I think five or six seasons, everybody kind of agrees, was the heyday, the golden age of the Simpsons, and then it just got really repetitive and. Well, you know what, Dana boring. Gould, who stand-up comedian, actor, podcaster. I love his podcast. He constantly says, because he used to write on The Simpsons, mm-hmm. and some of the best episodes, or at least the most memorable, he was part of. He was involved, yeah. And he said, you know, everybody says, oh, it's not what it used to be. And he goes, no, and it shouldn't be. It's lucky enough to still be on where it can evolve and change. Mm-hmm. The first three years were one thing. The next four were another, et cetera, et cetera. I agree. And unfortunately, I take it for granted and don't bother to watch it because it's one of those things that you figure it's always going to be there. Yeah. And depending on when you tune in, you're right. Some seasons were better than others. Well, there was actually somebody that did a study, oddly enough, where they, they actually figured out when the show really started to just take a nosedive. Mm-hmm. And it was within, I think, the first seven or eight seasons, and then all of a sudden they started to see a mass turnover of the long-term writers. Yep. And that's when it that's when it happened. And it's like, huh, yeah, I mean, those characters, those act, or those writers are the ones that helped, you know, flush out the the series yeah he told a story of the one or two of the people that were the main guys not just groden who or i can't say his name right you know who i mean the creator of it mg yeah he was not the guy who wrote the comedy he came up with the design but the guys who were the head writers Mm -hmm. when the one guy left it was a bit of a shake-up but when the second guy left, it was like, oh, this is the guy who kept everything consistent and moving. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's neat because uh, the Dana Gould Hour is the name of the podcast, and I yeah, adore I've, I've got it. Yeah, co- I've caught a couple episodes because of, of They're one never an hour. One. You get yeah. like three hours. But uh, highly, highly recommend it to anybody who hasn't heard it yet because – it doesn't even matter what the topic is. He's smart enough and he brings on interesting guests that they get into deep dives very much like our conversations. Of, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of, you know, they just go random places, but you're captivated through the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but anyway, my point was a lot of people I'm seeing on Twitter, one podcast that I thought was going to be around forever. They just said, we're not doing this anymore. Here's our last episode. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. And it's just thought, wow. When which, or at, which podcast was that? Oh, I'll tell you. Well, it would take some time. It's on one of my um, email. I got thrown into like a group. One is mm-hmm. called Podcats, C-A-T-S. And the other one is called... It's just, it's another one where 
you just try to help each other out and hey would you mind reposting this yada 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 gotcha and you know i figure i'll give them a chance because i could always opt out later on if i don't want to do this anymore but every day i'll get a uh an alert and the one alert was just like yeah thanks we just due to life and other situations we don't want to do this anymore goodbye and as i'm laying in bed the other night after our frustration with recording i thought huh that's about as close as i was ever going to get because i was completely lost on what to do yeah. it's not recording or if it is recording it's even though I can hear you plain as day, it wouldn't record For whatever reason, you. it wasn't picking up my audio, yeah. And I was, I just, nothing made sense. So I just went, okay, well, back at it tomorrow. Oh, wait a minute. This would be the point where if I were going to quit, this would be it. Yeah. You know, but no, I love this, not for my own ego, but because, one, I get to talk to you more frequently. Yeah, and yeah two, we never really talk anyway. But. Right. But now we get to have it recorded and get to promote all the things that we love. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And if we're lucky, have fun guests on. Which yeah. I have a couple lined up, actually. Uh, I think I told you from the convention. Um, uh, you mentioned that you had a couple uh, irons in the fire, so to speak. Exactly. Well, now I can actually go back at them and say, hey, ready for you now. That was the other thing, too. I thought, I don't want to let these people down. Yeah. I well, yeah, I mean, of... you never want to get into a situation where you're recording, you're trying to record, and the person that you're recording, you're not getting anything from them, and it's like, I look so unprofessional. What the heck's going on here? You know. Well, if anybody's and... listened to the last three MacGyver podcasts... Two or three, at least. You're yeah. going to hear me start off by apologizing to whoever it is we're talking to. Who, by the way, everybody's been wonderful, understanding, and gracious. But, to me, I feel like a schmuck. Well, yeah. it's that. Like I said, it's that level of professionalism that you want to convey. Yeah. You it. don't start off with, oops. Yep. Um, okay, let's get on to some fun things. All right. Let me see. Let me see. Did you watch Reign of Superman yet? Reign that, of Superman. Reign of Reign of the Superman. That oh, was. Oh no, the... I haven't watched that animated movie yet. No. Okay. Did you saw Death of Superman? Both of them. Yes. Okay. Um, the one that came out years ago, and then the sure. more recent one. Well, Reign of Superman. Okay, we'll come back to that when you have seen it. I am. Well, for what I understand, that's the animated version of the comic from when there was multiple supermen yeah it's very condensed obviously because yeah i mean those those animated movies are always a condensed and truncated yeah because when superman was dead he was dead for at least a year at least yeah and in the comics you know you're getting many issues with these other guys yeah well now you get a quicker Different story, but the basic feel of yeah. oh, this is what yeah. I saw that they're doing something similar to that with um, Hush. Hush is coming out next month, and I can't wait. Yeah, I love that they're doing that. Um, I'm like five episodes into the season three of Young Justice. Oh, okay. 
Um, buckle up because it's as dense as ever. Oh, wow. Which is good because on rewatch, I'll be... I won't be bored and I won't be able to predict what's going to happen. The downside is it feels like there's so much in a half hour that you don't remember by the time you see the next episode. You're like, wait, what happened? Why is that person with orange hair? You know, like, yeah, odd things. But again, thank God they made it and they're coming back for the second half of the season. But it I'll tell you. You've watched it, right? I watched, I think, the first season of Young Justice, and then I kind of lost track of it for whatever reason. Okay, next, you have to. The second season jumps ahead, where Robin is Nightwing now. Okay. And it's fun, because even though it's Young Justice, the Justice League are in it. I was going to say, I remember the Justice League were, were in there, but they were more... It was weird because they were more of a secondary. Occasionally, yep. they'd be in the forefront, but it yep. was more so the younger tutelage. And it's it's phenomenal because they're doing great art, smart stories, and brave stories too. Because they don't have to adhere to much, mm-hmm. so you're getting like serious grown-up stories when it doesn't feel like it's tooled down for a child. Right. Um, so that's that. What else do I have here? Oh, okay. Did you heard about, um, before I get to that end game, they're going to come out, they're going to try and squeeze another round of people going to the theater. Yeah. Uh, they're doing a re-release with a deleted scene as a bonus scene and then some kind of tribute, probably like a tribute tribute to like Stan Lee. Sure. It's only one bonus thing. I heard it was a couple. Uh, well, I'd heard for sure that it was one bonus thing for sure, but it's probably, if they were smart, they would have a bonus scene or two. I mean, they really want to try to squeeze every penny out of this just so that they can beat the, uh, avatar, uh, avatar, uh, yeah. Record. Record. That, thank you. Brain was not working. Um, yeah. I've heard. I mean, the movie's going to be out on Blu-ray, so uh, at the end of next month. Is it so, already the end of next month? Yeah. So wow. It's like, so I they really see, are just Yeah, like so it's said. like, okay, I can see you guys wanting to try to do this, but I have a feeling it might end up still fail, falling short because people are going to be, well... If it's gonna be on the D- if it's gonna be on the Blu-ray or DVD, why don't I just wait? That's what I'm doing. I was at a yeah. party um, Tuesday, and people said, "Hey Mac, how about that? You gonna go see Endgame again?" No, no, that's three hours that I can now watch from the comfort of my home. Mm-hmm. And you're not. I'm not falling for for it. They're trying to sucker you into going back. I'm not. I won't do it. Well, the woman. There it goes. We are. We are. Okay, you win. Great. You're a bit, you're more Marvel than I am. Is that what you're trying to do? I just, I don't want to bicker with you. You do what you well, want. You know, yeah, they are. And they're going to, you know, hoity toity it over you. And you'd be like, yeah, but I'll be buying the movie anyway. So, yeah. I, yeah, I don't care. I don't care. We're going to go see it. 
great. It, I'm not telling yeah. you not to. Oh, yeah. Well, it's just those are the type of people that they view it as a status thing. And it's like it's not a status thing. It's it's a choice. Right. You're choosing not to go. Right. If, you know, if I find out my brother wants to go see it or if my niece looks at me and says, I really would like to see the movie in the theater before. I'm like, sure. okay, fine. That's Fine. different. I will, I will treat you to the movie, and I will, you know, I'll go and see it again. But it's not necessary. Right. You know, it's not like it's, oh my god, I need to do this, or I'm going to die, you know, or anything like that. The only movie I ever saw twice in the theater, which is not my thing to do. Yeah, generally I don't try to see movies multiple times unless it's, like, amazing. Right. Well, for me, near and dear to my heart, I saw Highlander Endgame on the first night it came out. Mm-hmm. And a while later, I happened to... I don't remember why the second reason. I guess I had to see it with someone who wanted to see it with me. Uh, I went back on the last night it was in the theater. There you and, go. And I don't regret that. I love that movie so much. Oh, yeah, um, Endgame. Uh, Highlander Endgame was amazing. Right. Yeah. Right, and I now mean, too, we're too bad. Highlander, the source uh, was well, that uh, never even made it to the theater. No, that was a direct TV. Do you know that that was supposed to be? It's the same thing that happened with Highlander Two, where it got taken out of the production company's hands, and the the country they were filming in took it and did what they wanted with it, which is why it was supposed it to be weird. three movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Three movies where they took their time and they discovered the source of Immortals, yada, yada, yada. Well, anybody who unfortunately saw it, I'm sorry. It's one movie that made no sense and was no fun whatsoever. And I remember when it premiered on Sci-Fi on Saturday at midnight. Yep. And I went, really? This is how it's coming out? Oh boy, this isn't going to be good. And I recorded no, it, it and not. I watched it, and man, I'll just a lot of uh, true blue Highlander people say the first one happened, the series happened, and Endgame. Any other movie? Not part of canon. Yeah, good. You have because, to do that. I mean, they jump all over the place. I mean, the second one. <laughs> Both edits are weird, realistically. Sure. Although I do like the original, or not the original, I like the, I think it's called the Renegade edit. Right, I have both. Which, I think the Renegade edit makes it a little, at least a little bit more cohesive. A little, a little. But the um, problem is when they jump to the future, done. You've ruined it. Yeah, I mean, once they jump to the future, they null and voided any other, any yep. other movies. That's I mean, right. So, if... I mean, realistically, if you look at it, you could do one, three. Yep. Three I consider part of it, too. And then you could do Endgame. Right. And if if you're really desperate for content, you could include the source. But um, Mm -hmm. that that Highlander 2, where they did that weird jump to the future, yeah, that, that... that's a that's a fever dream. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's funny because in the one version they're aliens. They decide yeah. that's what, why they are. No, no. So yeah, then the renegade all, version, they're like, we're gonna movie. forget that part. Yeah, that was that weird content in the second movie that was just like, what, what? And you know why? Uh, rem- 
uh, Ramirez is in the second movie? Uh, probably because they didn't think it would succeed without him. Nope. Oh. Because, uh, what's his face? Holy crap. Connor. Why can't I think of the actor's name? Christopher Lambert? Yeah. Him and Sean Connery got along so great. Mm -hmm. He invited him. He said, do you want to be in the movie? He goes, but I'm dead. Yeah. We'll have them fix it. So that was the only reason why he's in that is because they enjoyed working together. So, wow. wow. I mean, mean, I've heard worse reasons to come back. So, I mean, at least least it was for a good reason, not because, you know, he owed, they owed him money or something. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Okay. What do you think? For those who have been living under a rock, we apparently are getting a new Batman. Oh, yeah. Uh, Robert Pattinson being cast as uh, Bruce Wayne, young Batman. Honestly, I have no problem with this, and I'll explain it this simply. The people that are so focused on the fact that he was Edward What's-His-Face from the Twilight movies. Right. They don't realize that the man has done quite a lot of acting since then and has actually shown he's... He's got quite range. Sure. And, I mean, I haven't seen a lot of his other stuff, aside from, like, trailers here and there. But uh, one of my friends who's watched a lot lot more movies than I have in that regard said, actually, you know, as a younger Bruce Wayne, he, he's he got the ability to actually bring something new to the character. Mm-hmm. All um, more in line with um, stuff that Michael Keaton had done. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, I, I mean, Michael Keaton, to me, still had set that bar of Bruce Wayne hmm. and Batman. You know, he did a really good job at playing both of them. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm uh, curious to see where they're going to go with it. I mean, right. Warner Brothers seems to be going all over the place with their damn movies here of late. Like, yeah, now they're... The movies are going to be connected but not connected. And Yeah, I read where there's going to be two different... Um, like film verses or some weird. Yes, two, at least like two that. different film verses. The one that's in the Zack Snyder world, which number one, keep him the heck away from anything comic book related. He thinks Batman and Superman should kill. Um, and then the other one, which will be this one. Yeah, you know. But um, yeah, I have no problem when they announced that he was. I'm like, you know what? Has Heath Ledger taught us nothing? And that's exactly what Jessa said. She's like, having not seen his other stuff, I'm still waiting to see because he could bring something new to the character that no one thought of. Exactly. And I, you know, I'm thrilled that they're not doing old man Batman. I Zack Snyder's idea of that was god awful. Let's skip all the history of Batman and just show him 20 years into his career. If they were going to do an old... I know. (laughs) Batman Beyond. Yeah, if they were going to do an older Batman, that's the route they should have gone with. Sure. But when you're doing Justice League, I think I said this to you last time, Zack Snyder's trying to do his version of the Justice League where it goes in a different direction. We never had a foundation to build off of. Yeah, so no. the world, 
you know, you and I know what the Justice League is, but the world in general needs that foundation of very specific, give us the Justice League, the way Marvel has given us the true essence of all the characters. That's mm -hmm. what you do with DC. So then maybe years from now when people are sick of all the Justice League movies, then you can be artsy and try to be, you know, dark yeah. and moody. Somebody said on Twitter, because again, I, you know, being podcasts, I support other podcasts. So, mm -hmm. and vice versa. Somebody said, question of the day. What is the one character in a movie that is nothing like the character and one that is... I don't know, something basically the same type of thing. Uh, which one was starkly different from who it's supposed to be? You know, and my my answer was, I wrote back, I said, same answer for both. Zack Snyder's Man of Steel. Mm. Superman was never heroic. He was never inspirational. And he was never happy. Yep. And I got so many likes for that. They're like, ding, 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 ding. You got it. Yeah, they tried to make Superman Batman, and that does not work. Oh, especially, they blew it. They had Batman, who I thought was phenomenal. Ben Affleck was amazing. His Batman, great. Superman yep. should be the stark opposite, the bright, shiny, optimistic, and that's where your story is. Not yep. two moody people being moody at each other. Yeah, that just doesn't work. Ugh. So... I love that they're going, you know what? Ben Affleck, out? Good. Let's go back to young Batman and show him either starting out or early in his career. But you don't age out your actor before it even began. Yeah. Yeah, these guys don't think. So, yeah, I'm yeah. excited. Like I said, I, I think it boils down to Warner Brothers is trying to play ball with where marvel is with their storytelling and it's like no you guys are 10 years and you guys are 10 years behind embrace the fact that you're gonna have to catch up or just say screw it and just do standalone movies with a thin veil con you know connectivity between them right right you know? um and the last three i'd say i'll say four you know i like justice league as much as it was it could have been longer I had no problem with Justice League. I enjoyed Suicide Squad, but they really hit their stride with Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Shazam. Yes. I mean, just Absolutely. duh. I'm praying that whoever was in charge of those is still in charge. I think they're going to still continue that feel for the next. Well, the next Wonder Woman movie, I'm I'm looking forward to just because I'm curious to see what the deal is with the Steve Trevor we're yes. being presented with. Yep. A lot of people are like, oh, he survived, he survived. No. No, 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 no. He, he is charred, cold, briquettes. And besides, even if he wasn't, World War II, 1984. Yeah. Good now, luck. I did hear a theory that it's... Um, his uh, son, the, grandson? Well, no, that's my theory. I think it's it can't be his grandson. Because he didn't have any children. That we know of. Well, no, he had said he's got nobody. Right, that he knows of. Yeah, 
so I think it's going to be the great nephew or great grand. You know, it's going to be sure. through a sibling. Because I think they did that in one of the continuities in the comics. You know how they retcon stuff all well, the time. Well, no. Wonder Woman, the television series, the first season was World War Two, and then, and then the somebody second... wised up and went, oh, let's make her modern day. Well, wait, it's still the same actor. going to be expensive to keep doing it this way. Yeah. Right. And they went, what about the actor? That's his son. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know. So it was still Steve Trevor, but it was Steve Trevor Jr. Yeah. Whatever. You know. I'll, I'll accept it. Yeah, I mean, people do that. But yeah, with that's my theory that it's going to be a descendant of either him or a sibling. Sure. Named after, you know, the family member that died in World War One. Yeah, and it um, happens to look amazingly like him. Yeah, well, I mean, how many times do you see pictures of old family photos of people like, wow, you look like your great-uncle or your great-grandfather or whomever. Everly looks just like Cindy did at her age. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my uh, my niece looks exactly like my sister when she was younger. It's terrifying. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So I mean, it's just it's it's interesting. But yeah, there's a theory going around that um, I can't think of the guy's name, and I feel horrible for it. He was in um, Game of Thrones. He ended up being in the Kingsman uh, Golden Circle movie. Mm. Okay. I can't help Pedro it Pascal. I see it. Who? Pedro Pascal. Sorry, just kicked into my mind. Sure, sure. He's playing. Um, a, there's a theory that he's playing Hades, embodying somebody, you know, in the, the 80s to try to, you know, mess with Wonder Woman. And uh, in a way to. You don't mean Ares, right? You mean no, I mean Hades. Hades. Okay. Yeah, because we already got Ares yep. through the first movie. Yeah. And, I mean, what's saying Hades didn't come from the underworld to sure. reap, you know, whatever. And uh, he has brought Steve Trevor back into existence somehow. Mm. Either as a reward or to torment her or whatever. That could be fun. It could be interesting, but depending on how it's done. Again, we really know nothing about this movie yet. And, and I love that. Because I, I like, I prefer going into movies completely yep. unaware of what's going on, aside from what we see in the trailers. I'm now because avoiding was... Spider-Man trailers because of that. I don't want to know anymore. They're telling yeah. us too much. Well, I think part of that is they're trying to make up for the silence that they had with Endgame. Sure, but with for Endgame, me, I'm we just... literally just got one or two very vague trailers, and that was it. Right. Of course, then again, with Endgame, dear God, they had what, like an hour-long battle? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Um, it's worth it, but... <laughs> DC.com, have you heard the latest... Or DCUniverse.com, have you heard the latest Swamp Thing is already uh, done heard... after one season? Well, it, it actually got shortened from 13 episodes to 10 yep. because of a clerical error on the state of North Carolina's end. Uh, and, see, they tried, yeah. and they tried to blame DC Universe. And it's like, no, that's on you guys. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, everybody's going, wait, are they in trouble? Are we, is there no more, uh, is DCUniverse.com going away? And I'm thinking, God, I hope not. However, I mean, 
I love Titans. I'm watching Doom Patrol. I'm two or two or three episodes in so far. Is it pretty good? It's not Titans good because I never cared about Doom Patrol. Mm-hmm. And it also is chock full of, well, okay, besides the cursing all the time, which seriously, DC Universe, stop, stop, stop. In the first episode, there's nudity. Okay. And I'm like, I, you need to, you have to understand families are going to want to watch superheroes. That's the way it is. You're cutting not even in half, more than that. You're First of all, you're on your own provider, your own app, which nobody's going to pay for. 90% of the world will not do that, especially in the world of a fire stick. So... Two, you better make your shows so darn appealing to the general public, and they're not. They're they're cursing constantly. Where I can't watch it with my family. Same thing. I problem I had with oh, the Twilight back, Zone. That goes back to my my remark about earlier. You know, broadest yeah. scope. Go ahead. So, yeah, you know, appealing, trying to appeal to the broadest scope with. The least amount of ever. Now, I will say the Twilight Zone series, after going back through and watching the entire thing, it was actually, language aside, for sure, uh, it was actually pretty solid. I haven't seen all of them. I, the last one I saw was the one with um, the guy from The Walking Dead who shows up in Alaska mm. in the in the uh, jail cell. Yeah, that was that was a bit of a weird one. Yeah, I you it's know, like they were trying to figure out what what they were going to do with it, and then they. You know, oh, we're just going to do this. It's like uh, I'll let you know when I'm done with the whole season to chime in. But overall, I have not been blown away like I want to be. Like I could still watch, and yeah. I have been with the family, the classic episodes. Oh yeah, well the classic stuff holds up really well. But um, I'm watching ones that I've never seen before, and so it's brand new to yeah. me. And well, the um, we all just went <gasps> watching it. Yeah, the thirty thousand. The uh, disappearance of uh, the thirty thousand feet one, the one with uh, Adam Scott. Fire. Yes, that was a that was a pretty decent one. I, yes, I it enjoyed was. that. Um, <clears throat> the in, I, it wasn't bad, but to me that just wasn't quite as like partway through the episode. I knew how it was going to end. Yep, you and me both, and um, that's how it's been for all of them. The Next episode that I think you're going to watch, I think, is called Rewind. Nope. Saw that one. Oh, that was, okay. I couldn't remember if that was the th- third or fourth episode. The mother taking her kid to college. Yeah, that was a pretty decent episode. But I told it, you. It got preachy. Well, keep in mind, sci-fi and even even the old series did this. I mean, granted, the old the other, the other old series was a little bit better at, better, yeah, better at it than I... Uh, it is a mirror as to what's going on in the world. Which is fine, but it was heavy-handed. You know what I mean? I can see that. I'm watching this. I'm like, okay, I see what you're trying to say. Okay, you don't have to keep saying no. it. Okay, stop now. But again, I, yeah. I love <clears throat> time manipulation stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was still fun. It was still one of the better episodes that I've seen so yeah. far. Um, but yeah, the final episode... 
that was probably my favorite episode, just because of the way they they did something that I was waiting for them to do all all series. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't really say anything beyond that because it ends up spoiling something rather big. Well, like I said, I'll get to it and I'll watch it. Did I tell you I was I watched a few episodes of Killing Eve? No. I have to go back to that. I highly recommend that. That's surprisingly fun. Okay. Um, I will, yeah, I'll let you check it out. But, um, oh, back to the comic talk. Do you hear about Marvel for years have, have been trying to find a place for Keanu Reeves? Uh, yes. Uh, apparently they are going to be trying to get him into a Marvel film. I don't know beyond that what it would be. Well, apparently for, I mean, since the last 10 years, I guess, They've made offers, but then it sparked the conversation of what do you think he'd be good at? What do you like? Where do you see him? Mm-hmm. And my thought, which apparently seems to line up with a lot of others, is Moon Knight. I would he'd make a great Mark Spector. That would be interesting because Moon Knight's thing is. Besides being like a Batman ripoff of a rich guy who runs around and beats up bad guys, uh, first of all, you got the martial arts. And if anybody's seen John Wick, there you go. Oh, yeah, um, he's got the ability to do that. But, and here's where the fun stuff comes in. Mark Spector is dealing with three different personalities. So he can switch from one to the other. Mm-hmm. He can be a cabbie who's one alter ego where he's able to get information off the street. He can be Mark Spector. And then there's another one. I think he's like a more of a hostile type guy. Mm -hmm. Keanu Reeves is a great actor who could do that well. Oh yeah. I think he'd be able to have fun with that. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I think since the masses are saying that I can see someone at Marvel going, Oh yeah. Why didn't we think of that? Oh, which, by the way, now we have some perspective of why they're doing a Loki series, a Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier series. Mm -hmm. Before Endgame, everybody's like, why? This doesn't make any sense. Why would they? Oh, that's why. And a Scarlet Witch, that's the other one. Yeah. Well, I think it's Scarlet Witch and Vision together. Is it? I that's hope so. Heard. That's what I've heard. All right. Well, that's that's good news. Um, in music news, I uh, don't know if you saw, I posted it, but uh, the Monkees, Mickey and Mike have been touring. They wrapped up here and then went to Australia. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Nez has said things like, oh, this might be my last tour of monkeys i don't you know he says that all the time he says oh i don't think i'm gonna sing anymore (laughs) okay um grain of salt i told him i said you know one thing i've learned from you is the the term grain of salt well one thing that's happening more is they're in australia they seem to put them on television a lot more Hmm. with interviews and they get into some fun conversations instead of being like a quick, okay, let's talk to you for two seconds. And then go to commercial. And yeah. get, go to, what date? 
oh, you're playing tonight, okay, bye, and then they're done. They give them time to just shoot the bull. And one of the things that came up was, you know, they're like, you know, we lost Davey, and now recently we lost Peter Tork. Mm -hmm. And I highly encourage anybody to go out and find it on YouTube. Uh, it's emotional because they're like, yeah, they're like, yeah, we knew Peter had been, you know, sick for a while. And, and Mickey's saying, you know, we're like brothers. We've always been as close as can be without actually being brothers. We're bro and Mike cuts him off and says, just let me give you my two cents. Now, this is shocking and very revealing. He goes, for my two cents, let me tell you. I didn't like Peter, and Peter didn't like me. Uh, we just we just didn't like each other. I understand he was respected and loved by his peers. I'm not saying anything negative. But we just, two different people. We were always nice to each other. Hey, Nez. Hey, Pete. But when he died, he said, my assistant got the call, and he starts choking up on live TV and mm -hmm. bursts into Nez. Mike Nesmith yeah. bursts into tears on live TV. He goes, I'm still doing it now. And he lets loose. And it's, you just want to hug the guy. He goes, you know, so that says it. Even if we weren't, you know, we were still brothers. We were just the brothers that maybe didn't get along as well as we wanted to. Yeah. But I still, he still feels that loss. And Mickey says, do you have siblings? She goes, yeah. He goes, then you understand what we're talking about. And she's like, yeah. It's it's a heck of a thing. It's not just a generic, oh, remember when type of thing. Yeah. And he's been doing on uh, Video Ranch 3D on Facebook, if you join that group. He's been having discussions on there before they went to Australia about one of his books. Mm-hmm. And then the next time it's going to be about the next book, et cetera. But it's him. You could type in and talk to him or whatever, and he'll read it and discuss deep conversation about God and what the story meant. And he's really spiritual. Well, it's cool to see him be so deep. And he's reading the last page of his own book, and he starts choking up reading that. Hmm. It's I'm telling you, it's so revealing. I'm, again, you just want to hug them. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I swear to God, I thought, oh, man, if you mention me again, I'm going to have to bug Nate to copy and do Holy his Holy audio, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think, oh, that and I already told you, but I want to tell everybody, you know, if you like Batman, and <laughs> who doesn't, uh... At Walmart, it's a Walmart exclusive. They are selling for $5. There's two waves so far of the mini black and white statues that normally you would have to buy the big statue in the style like of a particular artist for hundreds of dollars. Now they shrunk them. They're just as accurate, and they fit in the palm of your hand. And they come out with seven per wave, I'd say. Probably six or seven, yeah. I have just about all of them because for five bucks, unless there was one that I thought, ugh, 
There's one from like drawn in the 40s style where he's standing there, hands on his hips and a big goofy smile. And I went, I don't need that one. Yeah. Um, if you go, I thought they'd be where the toys are, where all the blind bags are. But no, they hide them just like they hide the um, the Walmart exclusive comics that you can get. Mm-hmm. It's in the row where you go for checkout. It's off to the like the last row on one side or the other where they have all the baseball cards. And yeah, I uh, I think that at the Walmart by us, it's where the uh, it's close to where the cigarette. It's not the same aisle that the cigarettes are in, but it's like the next one over. Exactly. Because I'll go there and besides, like, okay, if I'm getting a bunch of these blind bags, well, I know Mikey's going to get one. So then I'll have Everly pick out a, one of the comics. You know, that's $5, but you're getting three or four stories in yeah. a thick you thing. Yeah, a chunk of them, yeah. So I'm like, okay, there you go. And she picks it out and she's thrilled. Plus she's yeah. reading. Uh, so, Yeah. That's. I just wanted to mention that. Anything else going on with you? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, we saw Secret Life of Pets 2. I have to see the first one. Uh, uh, the second one was cute. Um, it, at the beginning, it felt weird because it's like they have this storyline and then this storyline and then a third one. And it's like, okay, are we watching a weird anthology film now all of a sudden? Mm. Or no, here it's just... You know, these characters are doing this little adventure, these here, these here, and then they all start to converge. It's like, okay, I get it. And, it, you know, it was a cute film. Uh, Harrison Ford does a voice in it. Yep, yep, he does the German Rooster. Shepherd. Uh, I think he's actually, judging by, like, the way the dog behaves, I think he's actually supposed to be a uh, either a Border Collie or a Collie. Oh, it looked like a German Shepherd, okay. It looked kind of German Shepherd-esque, but yeah. But uh, it was it was fun. We enjoyed it. Um, we have to see Mustard. Toy Story. We haven't seen that. Yeah, we haven't seen Toy Story yet. Okay. Um, we were going to go tonight. Let me tell everybody. This is sweet. Oh, yeah. That's a cute story. Yesterday, I come home, and the weather is nice, and I want to play catch with my boy. So I go up and get the baseball glove. and Because he got to go with the school to the local, you know, the actual baseball field. Uh, and watch a baseball game, but also play catch out in the field. Mm-hmm. Well, he wanted a, an actual baseball. So when we were at Walmart last time, got him a baseball. Well, I get the, he finds the ball. We go out, we're playing catch. And it is, that's about as athletic as I get. I don't care about baseball other than the romantic qualities of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, I like the smell of the mitt, the sound of the ball, the crack of the bat, and I'm yeah. done. So we're playing catch, and we do this for a while until it's dinner time. Well, we were going to try and go see, apparently, Toy Story 4 tonight. And Cindy mentions to him that, you know, we want to maybe go see that. He goes, can we go Friday? She told me this this morning. That, why don't you want to go tonight? Oh, Dad and I are playing catch. Now, let me pause for a second. My boy loves, this is not Secret Life of Pets stuff. This is, Toy Story is one of his all-time favorite movies. He has all the figures and Buzz and Woody and has them in his room. And Yeah. So for him to give that up to play catch with his dad. It says a lot. I love that. That is the yeah. sweetest thing. My sweet boy. 
And so it, as hot as it was, as you know, oh yeah, uh, came home, went out and played catch for an hour until Cindy came back and it was time for dinner. Uh, we all sweat and Everly gets in there too. And she's got a good arm on her. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And so I have to get him a new glove. But uh, hopefully we'll get to see it soon. Because, again, we live in a world where you're lucky the grace period of a couple days before somebody's going to spoil something on you. Yeah. Um, Now, yesterday, uh, we ended up seeing Chucky. Okay. The Charles Play movie. Sure. Yeah, that's that's time I want back. Really? I was... And, I saw what Jess posted. Yeah, and spoiler warning out there. If you don't want to hear it, pause, fast forward sure. for a minute, whatever. But, you know, they they do have a cat that, in the movie, and usually it's a trope of horror films that, yep. you know, oh, there's an animal in the film. That's going to die. Yep, and it's a or cute one, too. And the cat does end up dying, and you don't see the cat die on camera, but you see the cat being found after it's been killed mm-hmm. that's like okay i'm not a fan of that trope because it's old and just tiring right and it's also but, gross well yeah and i'm like okay it's a horror film my expectations were low anyway and then like five minutes later maybe 10 minutes later the andy character is laying in bed and you hear the audio of a cat Meow. you know and then you hear it again, and then the camera shows the doll sitting there, kind of like partially in the shadow, watching Andy as Andy sits up. And then all of a sudden, you hear the audio of what sounds like a cat struggling. Mm-hmm. I have never been disgusted with a film up until that point. <laughs> and, you know, I don't blame. Mark Hamill. I don't blame Audrey, no. uh, Aubrey Plaza or even the little kid. I do blame the director, the writer, and the, the editor. Yep, that's right. Because that was unnecessary. Now you know, had they left it as you know the cat meowing once or twice, and then the menacing image of the the Chucky doll watching. Okay, you know that just adds a creepy factor. But once they played that third audio snippet, nope. You know, I I was very disgusted. I'll tell you, before I had kids, that was my way of, yeah, I agree. Dogs, cats, animals, I don't want them harmed. I still feel that way, but now I have kids, so your emotions or your sensitivity, whether you want it or not, gets cranked up to 11. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, Jess and I do want to be parents someday, so I think subconsciously we're already in that mindset of like is it really that effing necessary yep. to show an animal getting hurt you right. know yeah <gasps> that reminds me there was a video on facebook wow i forgot about this and i hope i do again about a year ago someone who is a facebook friend apparently decided to post it to say look at how cruel and disgusting this is they shouldn't have posted it it was somebody taking a baseball bat to a dog Oh, no, head, no. And you watch the thing suffer. And I turned it off as quick as I could. But you know what? From that first hit, I wanted it. I I feel nauseous even thinking about it. Oh, yeah. I 
I thought, why would you repost this? Yeah. Why? There's no good Something coming like from this. Something like that should have been flagged immediately. It, I, I did. I flagged it. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, in general. It oh, should sure. have even gotten to you. you Agreed. Know? But I thought, at least I can do something. Mm-hmm. And I had to fight everything in me to not snap at them and go, what the heck is the matter with you? Yeah. And then I looked and other people were already doing it. So I thought, good. All right. But, yeah, I... And then, wow, that was one of the worst things I've ever seen. But here's yeah. this dog. It was chained up to, you know, a pole. And that scumbag, whoever it was, did that. And I hope they prosecuted him to the fullest extent of the oh, law. Oh, yeah, because once it's out there on the Internet, there's evidence of his cruelty to animals. God, that's gross. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on that note... Uh... <laughs> but no, um, other, than, other than that, uh, some exciting stuff with us. Um, we are... Uh, for Dark Operations, we have a guest appearance... At Shore Leave. Yay! Which we're doing a two-hour panel on Saturday from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Nice. And uh, I think the plan is we're going to show the first part of the three-part miniseries in whatever its stage is. Sure. To uh, those that show up and, you know, will seek feedback, particularly constructive feedback. <laughs> So that sucked. Although I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be some, you know, naysayers and all that fun stuff because you know people suck. Yeah, can't can't. prevent people from being, you know, too abrasive. Exactly. So, but yeah, other than that, I mean, we've got the house. We're slowly but surely doing stuff at. Right now, we're dealing with no AC, which is why people have probably heard the fans in the background. I couldn't hear it, so I think you're fine. Well, yeah, I mean, I. I can hear it because there's one literally like four feet from me, and then there's another one three feet outside the door. So, <laughs> well, people during the summer will just have to tolerate that if they can't hear it. But I don't. I'm sure. I'm sure people, most people, would understand. So. Yeah. Um, and also, hey, people, Patreon. We're on Patreon. Uh, it's. I don't know. Is it Mac W Jackson or just Mac Jackson? Well, if you happen to send me the link, I can add it to our about us on the iTunes pages. Well, all right, I'll do that. Or um, on the uh, files when I upload them, upload them. Which I love that, by the way, because all you have to do is copy and paste from here on out, which mm-hmm. is great. So smart. Um, but I found out that you don't even just have to give money, which, hey, guess what? We would like some to keep this going. It helps. Oh, yeah. uh, but you can follow people because I follow other people on there. What that means is you're, you're not responsible for contributing. It just gives you a heads up on all the extra posts that. Yeah. Like um, there are some cosplayers and artists that I've followed that they've got the free content where, you know, they'll try to post every couple days or so. Of like, hey, this is the new stuff I'm working on, or what have you, and then obviously they have that proverbial paywall where it's like, oh, <coughs> here's you know special photos or special tutorials or anything like exactly. that. Exactly, it makes it worth it, and that's what I've been trying to do on our behalf. Uh, we're gonna have hopefully soon. It's up to Nate. 
we're going to have our own website with all the links to all of this. But yep. one of the things, and I'll gladly spill it over onto that once that's up. Um, I try to post, put in some extra things, some behind the scenes stuff. Uh, one of the things that we're doing, and this is thanks to Nate's uh, go getedness that's a word. Uh, we now have pins. Yes, which anybody I who's have a my pin, stack, I have my stack right here so that when I go to see people at conventions and stuff, I can give them a little a goodie pin for recognizing us or whatever. You know? love it. You, what I'm doing is if people would contribute uh, right now, even if you just follow us, I'll let you know I could send you one of these pins. Uh, for the MacGyver SG-1 audio series. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, Nate was wonderful. I got this pay. He asked for my address. I thought, okay, what are you up to? A day no later, I get a, an envelope with 10, I don't remember. How Something many. like that. It was, it was a handful of pins. A least. handful of pins, and we can make them for a buck a piece. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to throw $20 at them and have whoever it is that makes them make us some more once I hand out these but i'm not yeah. just going to blindly hang, hang uh hand them out you have to do a little bit on your part if we have levels of if you want to contribute five dollars we get to send you stuff if mm -hmm. you do 10 a little more if you do 50 even more one of the things that we'll do if you contribute a good amount is we'll send you a t-shirt of your choice from our store in your size uh but just even on the big be beginning level i'm dying to get these pins into the right hands of people who would enjoy them oh yeah you know because if you're anything like me you want to display what you love if it's winter time actually, you can't wear a t-shirt all the time but you can put a pin on a jacket yeah i actually stuck one of these on my messenger bag that i use when i go to conventions that I stick all my goodies in. So. That's smart. Yeah, see, because people are going to see it and start asking you about it. Yeah, and oddly enough, it's the only thing on my bag right now because originally I was going to put... Uh, oops, as I'm dropping all... You know, I was going to put patches on it, but I'm like, eh, I don't know if I want to put patches on that because right. that'll fill up real quick because they take up a good bit of real estate, you yep. know. And a pin, so, you can always put on some anything. You could take yeah. it off that, put on something yeah, else. Yeah, and like I said, or like I was going to say, I, I'm tempted to do just pins on it, and then, oh, okay, I'm going to retire this pin to my collection at home or whatever. And then so. maybe if these go over as well as I'm expecting them to, we could do Never Gets Old pins. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been adding new designs constantly to Redbubble and T Public. Mm -hmm. uh, go check them out. Uh, under our page under well i'm the designer so it's mac jackson uh which by the way there are sales every week 30 percent off everything in my store every other week so go in there and check it out and i guarantee you're going to find something whether it's comic book related you know f funny quote or saying any check it out just go into both and yeah. i try um, to keep it lively Something that we probably should point out to folks, which I'm not sure if I have both the the T Public and the Redbubble sure. link to our thing, which you'll have to. I'll make sure you get info just to be sure. Um, we are also now on Spotify with this podcast, mm -hmm. 
and the never get or not the never gets old. This is the never gets old. The MacGyver SG One uh, series is on Spotify as well. The only one that's not on there, and it's not because we don't want it on there. It's I'm running into some technical snafus, which I'm waiting to hear back from the powers that be that do tech stuff. Um, why the heck we're having issues linking the MacGyver podcast with Spotify? But the second I can, mm-hmm. I'll have that sucker on there so that we can broaden our audience. And that's the other thing too. We're doing you. If you guys want to hear us on something, let us know. The reason we're now on Spotify is because more than one person came to me and said. You on Spotify? I listen to stuff on Spotify. I don't do iTunes or whatever. So I ch- checked into it, and it, I'm like, yeah, why aren't we on there? Because if it costs money, we're not going to do it until people can contribute. This yeah. is free, so we're doing it. Yeah, and because it's free, I'm not in too. I'm not too fussed that we're having issues with the third podcast. Right, it'll happen. Once that, it's probably just some line of goofy code that's not translating right or something. And yeah. once it, once it's working, it's working. So I'm telling you, I am so pumped because when we get that website going where it's one site for everything, mm-hmm. we can direct yeah. people to that and they can find our stores or our business, you know, my business, my projects. Dying you know, for that. Harmony I am Constant, so pumped. Yeah. Harmony constant stuff. Anything that we touch is going to be on there as what do we call it? The Forever Adventure Network is mm-hmm. what it's going to be called. I already have a logo up. Um, I'm going to throw it on a shirt design too, and mugs and whatever. Um, I love that logo. Nate helped me fine tune that sucker. Yep. And that's going to be where you're going to go for all of this. Yeah, that way it's easier to. That way we can just have one or you know one link. Plus our, you know, social media links in our descriptions, and it'll just make it a more universal utilitarian copy. Oh, I can't wait! I'm so excited. Um, all right, everybody, let's do the thing where we wrap it up. Uh, find us on Twitter, Facebook. We have groups on there, mm-hmm. um, pages like we talked about. There's those stores. Uh, look for Nate at what's the con that you're going to i will be going to shore leave in the 11th or wait no sorry 12th 13th and 14th of july it's the weekend after fourth of july get out there and support dark operations he's been working on this for many many years oh yeah and this this is, is it's been a labor of love that has been it's been fun right and to see what little bit of well what i've seen of part one has been really solid. Parts two and three, I'm in a little bit more, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing people's reactions once they once they see it all in its entirety. Exactly. And I think the game plan is we're gonna try to have it streaming somewhere, but I'm not sure where or when that will be. Gotcha. So. All right, everybody. Plus, there's another thing or two that I'm working on, but I'm gonna wait until probably our next. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Our next podcast to divulge that info. Is that a tease or is that a tease? Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you after we're done. But nice. I'm. I'm not going to make it quite public just yet. So. Sure. <laughs> all right, everybody. Uh, look us up. We'll support you back on Twitter and all the places. Yep, uh, we appreciate your 
listening and support as always. Uh, also, uh, don't forget Joseph Arnold, who I I know I mentioned it at the end of the podcast, but he's the guy who was one of our first uh, fan artists to come along and help with our initial logo design. Uh, go out and support him. Uh, he's you know he's a good guy and does good work. And hey, you can never have too many friends. Yeah. All right, everybody. Gotta, we'll you catch you later. Art in all its forms. What? You gotta appreciate art in all its forms. Exactly. We will catch everybody later, and remember, stay excited, everyone. See you, everybody. The Never Gets Old podcast is part of the Forever Adventure Network. Music by Harmony Constant. Some artwork by Joseph Arnold and Jared Brown. Donations can be made to Patreon, to Mac Jackson. Join our group pages on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at NeverGetsOldPod. Please subscribe, rate, and review. And remember, stay excited, everyone. Player one, Toby. And I am player two, Goose. And we are the Secret Levels Podcast. We are a very short, fast, and funny podcast about the classic video games that you love and some newer ones. We slam through them one episode at a time. We try to keep it within the 30-minute limit and keep you that fast and funny which we only deliver, folks. And we're going to touch on games from all different types of systems, from Nintendo to Sega to PlayStation. We're doing from 1942 to Zelda. We're not counting numbers. Everything's a part of the alphabet here on this show. So check out our show on all the major podcasting platforms and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Secret Levels Pod. Do that or get a game over, folks.